Welcome back to the LeaderLink Podcast. This is Charles. And I'm Josh. Today's topic is not meant to be a negative topic. We're actually going to kind of look at this from some different perspectives, but the topic is boneheaded decisions. Now, of course, we're talking boneheaded decisions as in, in our opinion, some decisions are boneheaded. But there's some factors that go into this, and we're we're looking at this from the perspective of maybe the mid level or front level leader, um, the frontline widget maker, as Josh likes to call the person, um, about decisions that are made from people in leadership and ranks much higher than us. Yeah, I think it's you know as we think about, I, I like spectrums, right? So on one side of the spectrum, in my opinion, there are good decisions and bad decisions. Why are you laughing at me? Well, I just say, you know, we do a lot of spectrum stuff, spectrums you know, like we talk about like ego and humility, sure. where, you know, yeah. and then, and, and none of this I think is backed by science, but then, you know, you know, the, the one about, uh, science is all just what is observed and then made up. Right. And then, you know, curiosity, we got <laughs> paranoia, versus, sure. but I just, I think it's great that we just make up these spectrums. So anyway, well, I mean, every, everything about leadership is, well, not everything. There's like a spectrum of like, on one side, there's every, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, is a lot of leadership is about finding the right balance between things. I a hundred percent agree. Right? I am, I'm just, you know, I know you're grinding my gear. Yeah. You're, hard time, I've got, so. I, I know what my episode's going to be about when we start this new, this new fun series called grinding your gears. So on one side of the spectrum, you've got good decisions and bad decisions. And wait, how are those both on one side? I know, I know. Just wait for it, right? Everybody makes bad decisions, even if they have rightly pursued information, they've been well-informed, they've thought through it, they've put their mind to it, uh, they've taken the time to, to, to make a decision, right? So, so good decisions are typically made like that, and bad decisions are typically made like that. That's one side of the spectrum. Those are, those are well-thought-out, you know... Doesn't really. I mean, quick, quick or long thought doesn't really matter. But but those are good decisions. They're they're well reasoned, whether it's good or bad, right? The other side of this, you've got the boneheaded decision, right? These are these are decisions that are not well pursued. They're not well informed. Um, they are typically hasty, um, and even when they're not hasty, they tend to fly in the face of most common wisdom or advice that comes. Um, you know, if you think about, it, I've been reading a lot of Civil War history lately. A lot of our Civil War generals, both on the Union and Confederate side, made a lot of good decisions and bad decisions. Right? Some some were well thought out; they were well, you know, even well executed, but they were bad decisions. And then some of them succeeded and were good decisions. But there were also a lot of boneheaded decisions. Um, one example that I just you know kind of pulled out of a hat of many that I thought about was. Um, at the Battle of Fredericksburg, uh, Ambrose Burnside commanded the Union Army of the Potomac there, and he had a hill he needed to take. It was really a ridge called Mary's Heights, um, but his his commanders had already tried several times to take this ridge to no avail, like to just the slaughter of his of his soldiers. And Ambrose Burnside said, "No, go at it again and again and again." And really, it was just an absolutely horrific battle because of that, uh, in which the Union lost you know, thousands of casualties. Uh, that's a boneheaded decision because there was evidence there, right? There were other opportunities that he could have taken advantage of. Uh, he didn't listen to his subordinates who were in, in on the front line. Do you think that was a, a decision based on like emotion, like overriding emotion or just um, ego or? 
I mean, knowing the politics of the Civil War generals, especially the Union side, it was probably more of a fear-driven, ego-driven yeah. thing uh, because he knew that, you know, if, if this happens, he's going to be in trouble, right? He's probably going to lose his gig as the commander of the army, um, which he did. But but that's that also, that's a great point, right? So that's, you know, just to continue to do it even though you know it's a bad decision, that, that kind of moves you into a boneheaded thing too, right? right. Uh, making a bad decision doesn't make it a boneheaded decision. Making a bad decision and then pressing deeper into it makes it a boneheaded decision, hmm. right? Well, it could be one determining factor. Yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. multiple ways you sure. can get to a bad decision or a boneheaded decision. Yeah, but that's, I think, yeah, I think that's another good thing. So so I, I see good decisions and bad decisions on one hand. And again, we're not thinking positive and negative. We're just thinking about the the way a decision has come to. So, right? so you're thinking, so on the spectrum we're talking about, you have on one end decisions that are well thought out or yeah. where reasoning is applied. And then on the other, you have uh, where bad reasoning or... Um, um, information has not been thoroughly Correct. sought out. Correct. And you know, this idea of, I'm going to jump ahead. We were talking about how do we avoid these bad sure. decisions. And one of the ways I think we can is, is by seeking out as much relevant info as possible before you make a decision. Now that comes with some qualifiers. The first qualifier is sometimes you have to make a quick decision. Mm-hmm. You don't have a chance to, fully evaluate all the pros and cons and all the stakeholders. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to act. When you see the red lights and the cars in front of you, that's the time to stop. You've got to slow yeah. down. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is that there is a point in time where too much information will either delay a decision that needs to be made in a reasonable amount of time, or you're going to get to a point where you, you realize I'm never going to have all of the relevant information correct. that I need to make a, an absolutely correct decision. And that this is where risk management kind of comes in. You have to, what level of risk am I willing to take with the decision? Um, but you have to be as a leader, you have to be okay with the fact that some decisions are going to be made yeah. without all the information. Yeah. And I think the way I like to think about that is there are good decisions and bad decisions. There are no perfect decisions. Yeah, good decisions, bad decisions, no perfect decisions. So, uh, you know, I, I think that getting, knowing that, that most decisions are time-bound, right? You don't have an infinite amount or an unlimited amount of time to decide. So eventually you have to make the decision. Um, but seeking out as much information as you can in the time allotted um, from the right perspectives, like that's where kind of honestly like um, – intelligence wisdom kind of does play a role in these in, in making decisions uh, because you have to as the leader know what constraints are there right what kind of timeline you got to have what what kind of how big is this decision is this a is this a little thing that's not you know if you make a bad decision it's gonna affect like nothing right it's gonna be a, is it gonna be a pebble in somebody's shoe which could be annoying over a long term but it's not gonna kill anybody or is this going to be a decision that's going to like if if I make the wrong decision here, or not just the wrong decision, but if I make an uninformed, ill-advised decision here, I'm going to ruin a life. You know what I'm saying? Um, so knowing those boundaries, knowing those constraints, and then going, okay, what avenues do are the most important for me to think about, right? Um, and so kind of approaching it with, I'm not going to be able to be exhaustive in my search or thinking, um, but what can I think about? What am I especially knowledgeable and gifted and talented in that I can bring to the table? Do I know someone else who could 
I could ask to look down the other roads that I'm not quite so familiar with and give me input. Um, and, and, and taking the time to do that if you have it within the constraints, right? If not, sometimes you do have to make snap decisions, right? Uh, but hopefully you have enough in those moments, you've got enough wisdom stored up that you can make a quick decision well. And that's part of what we've talked about in the past, which is always be learning and stay curious. If, if, you, if you live in those worlds, right, if you inhabit those attitudes, you have a much better chance of letting that decision be good or bad, or it's probably going to, it's going to be better. could be bad, but it's not going to be boneheaded likely. Right. And, in you know, going back to the idea of the perspective of the person who is uh, the frontline employee or the, you know, lower level leaders who, who sometimes have to enact whatever the uh, parameters of the decision are. Um, and, and sometimes we, we look up and, and we see these decisions being made and we're like, man, that was a boneheaded move. You, you know, did you not consider this or this or this? So do you think that, cause I don't think it's really actually all that common. And, and I can come across as a little naive here, but I don't think it's all that common where these senior level leaders are making decisions that are like, how are we going to wreck our people's lives? Right. I just don't think it happens yeah. on, a, on a regular basis. You know, it, yeah. at least I don't think that's their intent. Sure. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't know many people at levels like that. But the ones that I do, I don't feel like would think that way. Um, but what you hear sometimes in media and stories in the past, you know, some people are making decisions of like the this, this is for the, we're going to do this for the sake of us kind of in this upper realm rather than the people down low. Um, so yeah, yeah. there's, there's no doubt that there are bad apples out there, that there are stories out there. Um, and, but I, but I do, I do think for the most part, I'm pretty convinced of this actually. I think that good people often make bad decisions for very good reasons. Right. Um, and bad here meaning maybe, either the wrong decision or a morally bad decision. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time like studying church history, obviously. Um, and I think for the most part, many of the issues that we have faced throughout the almost 2,000 years of the history of the Christian church have not been because of malicious actors inside the church. There have been some, there's no doubt about that, right. but the majority of it tends to be really good people who have really good intentions, who do bad things to accomplish those intentions, those good intentions, right? Um, or they they develop into bad uh, decisions and actions. Um, so I, I I do think that good people often make bad decisions for good reasons. Um, does that make it a boneheaded decision? Well, it kind of depends, right? Yeah, I mean, and and we're not laying out a a definition of a boneheaded decision because like we said very early on the episode, this is all based on opinion and perception, right? right? So, so in one seat, somebody might perceive a decision as being good or at least adequate. Yeah. And in another seat, you might see it as, well, that was boneheaded. Right. Um, Like the guy who you were trying to buy a car from the other day, (laughs) right? That was in my opinion, a boneheaded decision of him, Right. You came in ready to buy a car, and he he literally unsold you the car. Yeah, he was right? like, "You really don't want this car." Yeah, for for the moment. I mean, that's, ex- that's, that's, that's not how exactly it, what he said, but yeah. But in in not so many words, he was basically saying, you know, 
this is you know screw you essentially is what he was saying so yeah. so just just to clarify this <laughs> i wasn't gonna talk about this but i go in and i i've always wanted a ram truck they they're just so comfortable and um you know they look good and so the this episode's being released in December, but at the time it was mid-November and it was a Black Friday special. And on the website, it said two things. It said that there was a uh, 0% financing, uh, you know, through the end of November, uh, if you bought the car. And then the other, th- specifically on 2022 Ram Lone Stars. Then I see this specific model. And it has a $6,000 off the MSRP for sale price. And then they had three other sales going on with this specific car. And it was going to be $10,500 off, something about that. And so I go in, I do a test drive. I have a check in hand. I have the title of my current car in hand. And I'm... I'm You're ready. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the, the salesman says, well, you know, it's not on the website, but... Um, you know, when we get the cars in, we have a, a $3,000 markup we do for bonus and tinting and all that. And I knew that it was going to be more than $45,000 because you tax title on license, right. like, you know, and, and so, you know, now we're looking at, uh, you know, $6,000 and then, and I really wanted this car and I said, you know, I'll, I'll deal with that for a 0% financing, whatever. I'll, I'll live with that. And so the finance guy comes over and he has the paper and, the line item that says base price is fifty one thousand. It's six thousand more than what's advertised on the website. Right. And I said, "Well, that's not what's advertised on the website." Yeah. And he said, "Do you really think that you could go into a Ram dealership and get twelve thousand dollars off a car?" And I said, "No, but the website says ten thousand five hundred off. So, based on your advertising, yes, I did. I did think that." Yeah, yeah. And he said, and you think we're going to do that for 0% financing? And I said, well. That's what it said. That's. I can't argue with what it says. Yes. And yeah. and and he says, well, the fine print's on there. And I said, well, I, you know, I'm not going to buy the car, first of all. But can, can y'all show me where the fine print is? Because I, I consider myself relatively intelligent. And I, I didn't see it. Right. And so they had a little bit of trouble finding it but but then he turns the computer towards me and i can't i couldn't actually read what was on it but it was so small Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it said it or not anyway the point is is that his actions were absolutely uh the opposite of what you would think a salesman and what's funny about it is the the dealer uh the manager for the dealership emails me the following day and says you know sorry we weren't able to get your business um, would love to hear what happened. <laughs> so I told him, told him, yeah. I, and I hadn't intended to, sure. I just, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm whatever, just not yeah. going to get my business yeah, yeah. and I haven't heard back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, well that was a boneheaded decision because the sale was done. Right? Sa- sale yeah. was done. And you know, and I was even willing to pay sure. 6,000 more than what was listed on the website, right. which is not smart, but you know, I, I was willing to do it. Yeah. But, well, you know, and that, that kind of segues somewhat into this idea of um, how people, how other people perceive our decisions. And this, again, I just finished uh, attending this symposium where our keynote speaker talked about, well, you can have all the noble intent in the world, but people aren't going to see your intent. Mm. They're going to see your actions. That's right. They see the decision. 
and and um, so what, one of the things that I think about when I think of the person who views, like we talked about being in different seats and the person in the seat who says, um, man, I really don't know why that decision was made. And I, I, I think I'll tell you the reason that a lot of people have that perception, I believe is because the people in the senior leadership roles making the quote unquote boneheaded decisions don't communicate anything about the process. Yeah. Yeah. And while we talked about earlier that you need information to make the decision, your people need to know what things you're considering, what information you did consider. Because I think if, okay, let's say for example, um, senior leadership makes a decision that um, prevents um, a raise. Let's just throw that out. Yeah. Um, So the whole team is expecting a 3% raise, for example, and they, the management says, we're not going to do that. Well, that could be considered a boneheaded decision. Maybe you think, well, that's going to be, uh, especially if you're not getting a raise, it's boneheaded. Right. Right. Yeah. If you're in that seat, it's boneheaded because you're thinking, well, um, you know, uh, that's going to lead to decreased morale. Um, possibly, uh, we're going to work less, less hard. Right. Um, We're also in the still in the great resignation. So right. you can probably piece those people out. Right. Yeah. But what if that decision was made by somebody who's looking at the numbers and says, if I don't, if, if I, if I give them this raise, then that means we're going to have to remove some sort of resource, or that means we're going to have to um, go to a, a worse health insurance program, or we're going to have to do we're going to have to do something else that compromises that employee's quality of life. Sure, that employee still may not be happy about the decision, but if the if the senior leadership communicates, but some at least of the, they understand why. Yes, right. And right. we talked about the importance of why. Totally right. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, and and furthermore, let's say it's an example of where there's no raise. Well, if you're the senior leader, you also need to communicate. Hey, by the way, we're not taking a raise either. Right. I mean, hopefully you shouldn't be. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and you know, sometimes I think there's a reality too. And I, I've faced this a little bit. Um, sometimes the decisions that we make at senior leadership levels have confidential aspects to them. Right. There is data that we know that we can't share uh, or that would not be wise to share with other people that inform our decisions. Now, that's not that's not true every time. Right. But occasionally there is. And so in that case, I think, you know, when we can share with people, I think it's wise to do so, because what that does is build up trust capital. Right. That plus, I think the other side of that is building good relationships with your people. Right. Because if you have if you have built relationship with your people, if you've invested in them, if you've you know put the pocket change in, if you will, made those you know those relational investments, uh, then those times that come up when you go, you know what, guys, we're making this decision and we can't yet share why, right? It's going to be a withdrawal. You're going to be taking money out of that relational the account that yeah. you have with your people, but people will trust you because you've earned that trust you've developed that trust right um and so yes i'm not getting this raise and no i don't know the reason why but this leadership team josh and charles 
They have been open with us every other time. They've been up front with us, and they have told us, hey, guys, we can't tell you this reason why, but this can't happen right now, right? And we need you to trust us that this is not something we're doing to punish or we've got a reason behind it. And you never know. The reason could be that, you know, we're just in a pinch and we need to tighten up, but we can't share that for reasons of who knows what, right? Yeah. But it could also be, hey, we're in the middle of, maybe buying this next company out and it still needs to be private. Got to have the capital. But we got to have that yeah. capital. Yeah. And so on the other side of that, not only are we going to be able to have this new acquisition, uh, but we can substantially raise your, you know, maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, you just the whole idea of communicating what you can, when you can, right. with who you can. Yeah. That transparency within yeah. the organization not only builds trust and credibility, but it also... Um, hopefully avoids people's perception of a decision being boneheaded because I think we can agree if you see something as boneheaded, then you're going to be more inclined to believe that people are acting not in your best interest. Correct. And, and that's what you need to try and avoid, I think as a Correct. leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. We as leaders act in not only the best interest of our customers and our organizations, but also in the best interest of those we serve right. as leaders. Yep. Good stuff, man. So, how do we not make these boneheaded decisions on a regular basis? Well, I think we just kind of established one, the more investment you can give to your people from a transparency, honesty, and investment, a relationship investment standpoint, the better, right? You're going to earn their trust so that if you do make a bad decision, it's probably not going to be viewed as a boneheaded one, but just as a bad one, which everybody makes bad decisions. We can get past that, right? Um, the second thing is, I think when possible, take your time, investigate your avenues, figure out what the right decision is and make it right. Um, and, and then the third thing I would say is, and we've mentioned it already, invite other people into the conversation when you can, if you can. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, hopefully you'll think our decision to release this was not a boneheaded decision. But much. Yes, there it is. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.